0: section thirteen one background and evidentiary principles of report on the investigation into russian interference in the twenty sixteen presidential election this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org Report on the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election by Robert Mueller, Section 13. 1. Background legal and evidentiary principles. A. Legal framework of obstruction of justice. The May 17, 2017 appointment order and the special counsel regulations provide this office with jurisdiction to investigate. federal crimes committed in the course of and with intent to interfere with the special counsel's investigation such as perjury obstruction of justice destruction of evidence and intimidation of witnesses twenty eight c f r section six hundred point four a because of that description of our jurisdiction we sought evidence for our obstruction of justice investigation with the elements of obstruction offences in mind our evidentiary analysis is similarly focused on the elements of such offences although we do not draw conclusions on the ultimate questions that govern a prosecutorial decision under the principles of federal prosecution see justice manual section twenty seven point zero 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 at sec two thousand eighteen here we summarize the law interpreting the elements of potentially relevant obstruction statutes in an ordinary case this discussion does not address the unique constitutional issues that arise in an inquiry into official acts by the president those issues are discussed in a later section of this report Addressing constitutional defenses that the president's counsel have raised, see Volume Two, Section Three Point B infra. Three basic elements are common to most of the relevant obstruction statutes: one, an obstructive act; two, a nexus between the obstructive act and an official proceeding; and three. A CORRUPT INTENT. C, e.g., 18 U.S.C. sections 1503, 1505, 1512 C. 2. We describe those elements as they have been interpreted by the courts. We then discuss a more specific statute aimed at witness tampering. C. 18 U.S.C. section 1512 B and describe the requirements for attempted offenses and endeavors to obstruct justice see eighteen u s c sections fifteen o three fifteen twelve c two obstructive act obstruction of justice law reaches all corrupt conduct capable of producing an effect that prevents justice from being duly administered Regardless of the means employed. United States versus Silverman, 745 F. Second, 1386, 1393, 11th Circuit, 1984, interpreting 18 U.S.C., Section 1503. An Effort to influence a proceeding can qualify as an endeavor to obstruct justice, even if the effort was subtle or circuitous, and, however cleverly or with whatever cloaking of purpose, it was made. United States versus Roe, 529 F. 2nd, 629, 632, 4th Circuit, 1975. See also, United States versus Quattrone, four forty one F third, one fifty three one seventy three, Second Circuit two thousand six. The verbs obstruct or impede are broad and can refer to anything that blocks, makes difficult, or hinders. Marinello versus United States, one thirty eight Supreme Court eleven o one. Eleven o six, two thousand eighteen. An improper motive can render an actor's conduct criminal, even when the conduct would otherwise be lawful and within the actor's authority. See United States v. Queto, one fifty one Federal Third, six twenty six thirty one Seventh Circuit, nineteen ninety eight. Affirming Obstruction Conviction of a Criminal Defense Attorney for Litigation-Related Conduct United States v. Sintolo, 818 f. 2nd, 980 Circuit, 1987 Any act by any party, whether lawful or unlawful on its face, may abridge Section 1503 if performed with a corrupt motive. NEXUS TO A PENDING OR CONTEMPLATED OFFICIAL PROCEEDING Obstruction of justice law generally requires a nexus or connection to an official proceeding. In Section 1503, the nexus must be to pending judicial or grand jury proceedings. United States v. Aguilar 515 U.S. 593, 599, 1995 In Section 1505, the nexus can include a connection to a pending federal agency proceeding or a congressional inquiry or investigation. Under both statutes, the government must demonstrate a relationship in time, causation, or logic between the obstructive act and the proceeding or inquiry to be obstructed id at 599 see also arthur anderson llp versus united states 544 u s 696 707 to 708 2005 Section 512C prohibits obstructive efforts aimed at official proceedings, including judicial or grand jury proceedings. 18 U.S.C. Section 1515A1A, quote, for purposes of section 1512, an official proceeding need not be pending or about to be instituted at the time of the offense, end quote. 18 U.S.C., Section 1512F1. Although a proceeding need not already be in progress to trigger liability under Section 1512C, a nexus to a contemplated proceeding must still be shown. United States v. Young, 916F3, 368, 386, Fourth Circuit, 2019. United States v. Petrick, 781, F. Third, 438, Circuit, 2015. United States v. Phillips, 583, F. Third, 1261, Circuit, 2009. United States v. Reich, 479, F. Third, 179 186 second circuit 2007 the nexus requirement narrows the scope of obstruction statutes to ensure that individuals have fair warning of what the law prescribes aguilar 515 u s at 600 the nexus showing has subjective and objective components as an objective matter, a defendant must act, quote, in a manner that is likely to obstruct justice, end quote, such that the statute, quote, excludes defendants who have an evil purpose, but use means that would only unnaturally and improbably be successful, end quote. Aguilar, 515 U.S., at 601-602 emphasis added, quote, the endeavor must have the natural and probable effect of interfering with the due administration of justice, end quote, id at 599. As a subjective matter, the actor must have, quote, contemplated a particular foreseeable proceeding, end quote, Petrick 781 F. 3rd at 445 to 446 a defendant need not directly impede the proceeding rather a nexus exists if discretionary actions of a third person would be required to obstruct the judicial proceeding if it was foreseeable to the defendant that the third party would act on the defendant's communication in such a way as to obstruct the judicial proceeding United States v. Martinez, 864 F. Third, 223 228, Second Circuit, 2017. Corruptly. The word corruptly provides the intent element for obstruction of justice and means acting knowingly and dishonestly or with an improper motive. United States v. Richardson, 676 F. Third, 491, 508, Fifth Circuit 2012. United States v. Gordon, 710 F. Third, 1124, 1151, Tenth Circuit 2013. To act corruptly means to, quote, act with an improper purpose. And to engage in conduct knowingly and dishonestly with the specific intent to subvert, impede, or obstruct the relevant proceeding. See 18 U.S.C., Section 1515b. Quote, As used in Section 1505, the term corruptly means acting with an improper purpose, personally, or by influencing another. End quote see also arthur anderson 544 us at 705 to 706 interpreting corruptly to mean wrongful immoral depraved or evil and holding that acting knowingly corruptly in 18 usc section 1512 b requires consciousness of wrongdoing the requisite showing is made when a person acted with an intent to obtain improper advantage for himself or someone else, inconsistent with official duty and the rights of others. Ballantine's Law Dictionary, two seventy six, third edition, nineteen sixty nine. See United States versus Pasha, seven ninety seven F third. D.C. Circuit, 2015, Aguilar, 5.15 U.S. at 6.16, Scalia J. concurring in part and dissenting in part, characterizing this definition as the long-standing and well-accepted meaning of corruptly. Witness Tampering. A more specific provision in section 15.12, Prohibits tampering with a witness, see 18 U.S.C., section 1512b, 1 and 3, making it a crime to knowingly use intimidation or corruptly persuade another person or engage in misleading conduct towards another person with the intent to influence, delay, or prevent the testimony of any person in an official proceeding or to hinder delay or prevent the communication to a law enforcement officer of information relating to the commission or possible commission of a federal offense to establish corrupt persuasion, it is sufficient that the defendant asked a potential witness to lie to investigators in contemplation of a likely federal investigation into his conduct. United States v. Edland, 887 F. 3rd, 166-174, Circuit, 2018 United States v. Sparks, 791 F. 3rd, 1188 10th Circuit, 2015, United States v. Byrne, 435, F3rd, 16, 23-26, 1st Circuit, 2006, United States v. Lachey, 417, F3rd, 715, 718-719, 7th Circuit, 2005, United States v. Burns, 298 F. Third, 523, 539 540, Sixth Circuit, 2002. United States v. Pennington, 168 F. Third, 1060, Circuit, 1999. The persuasion need not be coercive, intimidating, or explicit. it is sufficient to urge induce ask argue give reasons sparks 791 f third at 1192 or coach or remind witnesses by planting misleading facts edland 887 f third at 174 corrupt persuasion is shown where a defendant tells a potential witness a false story as if the story were true, intending that the witness believe the story and testify to it end quote. United States versus Rodolitz seven hundred eighty six F second seventy seven eighty two Second Circuit nineteen eighty six. See United States vs. Gabriel one hundred twenty five F third eighty nine one hundred two second circuit 1997. It also covers urging a witness to recall a fact that the witness did not know, even if the fact was actually true. See Lachey, 417, F. 3rd, at 719. Corrupt persuasion can also be shown in certain circumstances when a person, with an improper motive, urges a witness not to cooperate with law enforcement see united states versus shots one forty five f third twelve eighty nine thirteen o one eleventh circuit nineteen ninety eight telling secretary quote, not to say anything to the fbi and she would not be bothered when the charge is acting with the intent to hinder delay or prevent the communication of information to law enforcement Under Section 1512B3, the nexus to a preceding inquiry articulated in Aguilar that an individual have, quote, knowledge that his actions are likely to affect the judicial proceeding, end quote, 515 U.S. at 599, does not apply because the obstructive act is aimed at the communication of information to investigators, not at impeding an official proceeding acting knowingly corruptly requires proof that the individual was conscious of wrongdoing. arthur anderson five forty four u s at seven o five to seven o six declining to explore quote, the outer limits of this element unquote, but indicating that an instruction was infirm where it permitted conviction even if the defendant quote, honestly and sincerely believed that the conduct was lawful. It is an affirmative defense that the conduct consisted solely of lawful conduct, and that the defendant's sole intention was to encourage, induce, or cause the other person to testify truthfully. 18 U.S.C. section 1512 e. Attempts and Endeavors Section 1512 two covers both substantive obstruction offenses and attempts to obstruct justice. Under general principles of attempt law, a person is guilty of an attempt when he has the intent to commit a substantive offense and takes an overt act that constitutes a substantial step toward that goal. See United States v. Resende Pons. 549, U.S. 102, 106 to 107, 2007. Quote, The act must be substantial in that it was strongly corroborative of the defendant's criminal purpose. Quote. United States versus Pratt, 351, F. 3rd, 131, 135, 4th Circuit, 2003. While, Mere abstract talk does not suffice. Any concrete and specific acts that corroborate the defendant's intent can constitute a substantial step. United States versus Irving, six sixty-five F third, eleven eighty-four, eleven ninety-eight to twelve o five, Tenth Circuit twenty eleven. Thus. Quote, Soliciting an innocent agent to engage in conduct constituting an element of the crime unquote, may qualify as a substantial step. Model Penal Code, section five point zero one two g. See United States versus Lucas, four ninety nine F third seven sixty nine seven eighty one Eighth Circuit, two thousand seven. The Omnibus Clause of 18 U.S.C., Section 1503 prohibits an endeavor to obstruct justice, which sweeps more broadly than Section 1512's attempt provision. See United States v. Sampson, 898 F. Third, 287, 302, Second Circuit, 2018. United States v. Leisure, 844 F. Second, 1347, 1366 to 1367, Eighth Circuit, 1988, Collecting Cases. It is well established that an obstruction of justice offense is complete when one corruptly endeavors to obstruct or impede the due administration of justice. The prosecution need not prove that the due administration of justice was actually obstructed or impeded united states versus davis eight fifty four f third twelve seventy six twelve ninety two eleventh circuit twenty seventeen b investigative and evidentiary considerations after the appointment of the special counsel this office obtained evidence about the following events relating to potential issues of obstruction of justice involving the president a the president's january twenty seventh twenty seventeen dinner with former fbi director james comey in which the president reportedly asked for comey's loyalty one day after the white house had been briefed by the department of justice on contacts between former national security adviser michael flynn and the russian ambassador b the president's february fourteenth twenty seventeen meeting with comey in which the president reportedly asked comey not to pursue an investigation of flynn C. The President's private requests to Comey to make public the fact that the President was not the subject of an FBI investigation, and to lift what the President regarded as a cloud. d. The President's outreach to the Director of National Intelligence and the Directors of the National Security Agency and the Central Intelligence Agency about the FBI's Russia investigation. e the president's stated rationales for terminating comey on may nine twenty seventeen including statements that could be reasonably understood as acknowledging that the fbi's russia investigation was a factor in comey's termination and f the president's reported involvement in issuing a false statement about the June 9, 2016 Trump Tower meeting between Russians and senior Trump campaign officials that said the meeting was about adoption, and omitted that the Russians had offered to provide the Trump campaign with derogatory information about Hillary Clinton. Taking into account that information, and our analysis of applicable statutory and constitutional principles discussed below in volume 2 section 3 infra we determine that there was a sufficient factual and legal basis to further investigate potential obstruction of justice issues involving the president many of the core issues in an obstruction of justice investigation turn on an individual's actions and intent we therefore requested that the white house provide us with documentary evidence in its possession on the relevant events we also sought and obtained the white house's concurrence in our conducting interviews of white house personnel who had relevant information and we interviewed other witnesses who had pertinent knowledge obtained documents on a voluntary basis when possible and used legal process where appropriate these investigative steps allowed us to gather a substantial amount of evidence we also sought a voluntary interview with the president after more than a year of discussion the president declined to be interview redaction grand jury during the course of our discussions the President did agree to answer written questions on certain Russia related topics, and he provided us with answers. He did not similarly agree to provide written answers to questions on obstruction topics or questions on events during the transition. Ultimately, while we believed that we had the authority and legal justification to issue a grand jury subpoena to obtain the President's testimony, we chose not to do so we made this decision in view of the substantial delay that such an investigative step would likely produce at a late stage in our investigation we also assessed that based on the significant body of evidence we had already obtained of the president's actions and his public and private statements describing or explaining those actions We had sufficient evidence to understand relevant events and to make certain assessments without the President's testimony. The Office's decision-making process on this issue is described in more detail in Appendix C, Infra, in a note that precedes the President's written responses. In assessing the evidence we obtained, we relied on common principles that apply in any investigation. The issue of criminal intent is often inferred from circumstantial evidence. See, e.g., United States v. Croteau, 819, F. 3rd, 1293, 1305, 11th Circuit, 2016. Quote, Guilty knowledge can rarely be established by direct evidence. Therefore, mens rea elements such as knowledge or intent may be proved by circumstantial evidence unquote. united states v robinson 702 f third twenty two thirty six second circuit twenty twelve the government's case rested on circumstantial evidence but the mens rea elements of knowledge and intent can often be proved through circumstantial evidence and the reasonable inferences drawn therefrom the principle that intent can be inferred from circumstantial evidence is a necessity in criminal cases given the right of a subject to assert his privilege against compelled self-incrimination under the fifth amendment and therefore declined to testify accordingly determinations on intent are frequently reached without the opportunity to interview an investigatory subject obstruction of justice cases are consistent with this rule e.g., edland eight eighty seven f third at one seventy four one seventy six relying on Quote, Significant circumstantial evidence that the defendant was conscious of her wrongdoing unquote, in an obstruction case, quote, because evidence of intent will almost always be circumstantial. A defendant may be found culpable where the reasonable and foreseeable consequences of her acts are the obstruction of justice. Quattroni, four forty-one F third at one seventy-three, one seventy-four. Circumstantial evidence that illuminates intent may include a pattern of potentially obstructive acts. Federal rules of evidence four o four b evidence of a crime, wrong, or other act may be admissible to prove motive, opportunity, intent, preparation, planning, knowledge, identity, absence of mistake, or lack of accident. End quote. C.E.G. United States versus Frankhauser, eighty F third six forty one six forty eight to six fifty, First Circuit nineteen ninety six, United States versus Arnold seven seventy three F second eight twenty three eight thirty two to eight thirty four Seventh Circuit nineteen eighty five, Cintolo eight eighteen F second at one thousand, credibility judgments may also be made based on objective facts and circumstantial evidence. Standard jury instructions highlight a variety of factors that are often relevant in assessing credibility. These include whether a witness had a reason not to tell the truth, whether the witness had a good memory, whether the witness had the opportunity to observe the events about which he testified, whether the witness's testimony was corroborated by other witnesses, and whether anything the witness said or wrote previously contradicts his testimony. C. E. G. First Circuit Pattern Jury Instructions, Section 1.06, 2018 Fifth Circuit Pattern Jury Instructions, Criminal Cases, Section 1.08, 2012 Seventh Circuit, Pattern Jury Instructions, Section 3.01, 2012. In addition to those general factors, we took into account more specific factors in assessing the credibility of conflicting accounts of the facts. For example, contemporaneous written notes can provide strong corroborating evidence. See, United States v. Nobles, 422 u s 225 232 1975 the fact that a statement appeared in the contemporaneously recorded report would tend to strongly corroborate the investigator's version of the interview similarly a witness's recitation of his account before he had any motive to fabricate also supports the witness's credibility See Tome versus United States, five thirteen U.S. one fifty 150, one fifty eight, nineteen ninety five. A consistent statement that predates the motive is a square rebuttal of the charge that the testimony was contrived as a consequence of that motive. Finally, a witness's false description of an encounter can imply consciousness of wrongdoing. See al-adal v obama six thirteen f third eleven o two eleven o seven d c circuit twenty ten noting the quote, well-settled principle that false exculpatory statements are evidence often strong evidence of guilt we applied those settled legal principles in evaluating the factual results of our investigation End of section 13. Recording by Amy Conger, San Francisco, California.